Welcome to the Self-Care with Marissa Rader podcast. I'm your host, Marissa, and I am a certified life coach and self-care expert. I'm making it my mission to help busy women build a self-care-centered lifestyle because self-care is so much more than just pampering yourself. Society leads us to believe that basic rights like taking a warm bath or having our hair done is self-care, but I'm here to change that narrative. I'm going to teach you how I went from overwhelmed, stressed to the max, and burned out on life to thriving and loving the life I'm building. And it all started with making a commitment to myself. So what do you say? Are you ready to commit to your own personal development journey? Let me lead you to the path of happiness and contentment. That's right, the one that leads you to a life you truly love. Let's get started. Welcome back to a, another episode of Self-Care with Marissa Rader, and I'm super excited to introduce you to a newly found friend of mine. Her name is Rosie, and she is a self-love coach, and I am obsessed. So I'm going to let her introduce herself to you guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. Um My name is Rosie, as Marissa said, I am a self-love and body acceptance coach. Um, I'm also a mom of two. I am, I call myself like 50% mom, soft as anything, 50% bad bitch. That's my, uh, my two different sides and I try and embrace both of them equally. So yes, I'm really excited to be here. Oh, that is fantastic. So We're just going to dive right in here, but most people that are in the coaching industry, it is because of some sort of like journey that they've been on themselves and they found what was missing from their lives and that led them to where they're at. And like, I have to share this with everyone. So tell (laughs) us a little bit more about your journey to becoming a self-love coach. Yes, I totally agree. I heard this saying once and it completely stuck with me, which is, people are most articulate about what they struggle with the most and so I always I always think about that and I always think it's a really grounding way to think of people you know like Mel Robbins talks a lot about her anxiety or all of those big players you think actually it's because they struggle with that that's why they talk about this and so you're totally right I think any coach or most coaches come to that position because they know how it feels to have or to lack what they're trying to teach other people so they know what it feels like to be there and they've worked out their own way of getting to the other side of it and now they want to show other people so that's exactly the case for me um I kind of grew up in a nutshell the very condensed version of my story is I grew up struggling with anxiety very much trying to be the perfect version of me for everybody else I lived what I call like the tick box life so I went to university got a good job got married got the lovely little house in the country um you know all of those things became a mum um which actually wasn't a smooth journey that in itself was difficult I, I had a miscarriage I struggled conceiving lots of different things and to the point that when I was pregnant I actually had like a breakdown um I was so anxious I couldn't function anymore um but all of those tick box things didn't actually make me happy and I was sat there thinking I've done all the stuff I was supposed to do so why do I still feel really lost um and the variety of different things happened I got divorced 
um what I felt like my life was falling apart if I'm honest with you um but in that falling apartness <laughs> I found an opportunity to rebuild myself and it took me that to realize that actually I didn't know myself and I didn't love myself because I'd been making this textbook tick box life to please everybody else I was so worried about being judged and I just wanted to be this perfect woman um and I'd lost myself in the process and I realized it all came from not believing I deserved to be happy or that I was capable of pursuing what I wanted so in that mess I started to rebuild myself and I decided you know what everything's falling apart so I may as well I may as well go for it and do what I want and try and make myself happy for once um and so in that I started to learn who I was and what I wanted and how I felt about myself and it was it's been a really difficult journey and I think it's one that I'll be on for the rest of my life I don't think self-love is one that's ever ever finished um and it's one now that actually my biggest motivator now is I believe that the people around us and our children especially copy what we do and I was always of the opinion you know self-love is selfish or looking after myself is selfish but actually, I realized that's exactly what I teach my children to do. So if I teach them that it's selfish, they will not look after themselves. They'll, they'll put other people ahead of their own needs. And it's about saying me too, not me first. And I think it's really important. So I've kind of made it my mantra and my mission to love myself enough so that in the process I teach other people how to do the same things, whether that's my children, whether that's my friends, whether that's coaching clients. So, yeah, it's been a rocky one. <laughs> There's been a few different and difficult decisions I've made and I've received a lot of judgment along the way. Um, but actually, I've got to a point where I've kind of gone, do you know what? Screw what anybody else thinks. You know, if it makes me happy, it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else. And instead of the perfectionist I was, I now do the best I can and that's all I can do. And I've kind of taken that pressure off. There doesn't have to be a perfect life. There's no textbook way to live. You just have to do what feels right for you. And I've really felt into that. And I've ended up where I am now, coaching women to do the same thing. So, yeah, it's been a long old journey to get here. But one that I'm really privileged that I've been through. Because I think, you know, if certain things hadn't happened maybe I'd have been 60 sat there going I don't know who I am you know if certain if I hadn't been thrown into certain situations and I think a lot of people have this you have that kind of moment where everything falls apart or you hit that rock bottom and that's what is the catalyst for change and sometimes I think about wow if I'd never had that maybe I'd still be living this textbook life and that in itself makes me want to be motivated to to help people out of that because we're not here to live a textbook. We're not here to fit in a box. We're not here to do all these tick box things. You're here to be you. And that is the most freeing thing you can ever do. And that feeling of being free um, is something that I think I'm grateful for every single day. And that freedom is what self-love has brought me, whether it's freedom to work in a in a job I never ever thought I'd do freedom to you know I'd, I've always been in relationships I've never known or been fearful to be by myself and and that changed and 
the freedom to be myself, to depend on myself, to not need validation, the freedom from people's opinions and judgments, like it all comes back to feeling free. And that's what self-love equates to me. So yeah, that's how I got here. And that's now what I'm trying to do is help other people feel that way too. That is, first off, you are so inspiring and just like the little bits of your story that you shared with us are so relatable. And I think that so many women can relate to that. And our generation is the ones of the people pleasers. I'm convinced of it. Like we were raised to be textbook people pleasers. And that is a hard, hard identity to let go of because yes, I struggled with it and I I relate to so much of what you said on such a deep, deep level. And there are still things that even this week that I've recognized, but the key is, is recognizing it and knowing that it can be different. And I'm, I'm an all or nothing person. I want, I see what's (laughs) wrong and I'm like, okay, perfect. Let's solve that problem. But that's not how these journeys work. And the fact that you said that this is something you're going to be working on for the rest of your life is the most profound thing for people to, to recognize because it is not a destination. Life is not a destination. It is literally the most beautiful, messy journey (laughs) that we get to experience, but it's up to us how how we experience it and how we take those struggles and grow from them and do all of those things. So I just think that you are so inspiring for all of the women who are listening. Uh, Just amazing. Thank you very much. That's really kind of you to say. And I just, I think I, I totally agree. It's not, it's not a destination. And we think we live in a society where we want short-term solutions. It's, it's got to be right now or yesterday. We, you know, we're impatient. I'm really impatient. And I'm very much like, yeah, I'm all or nothing. I go big or go home, like always have been. But actually, while I've had loads of breakthroughs and major things that have happened, the most important work that I've done I think is the daily stuff that I do is the small stuff that doesn't feel like it's life changing in a moment, but actually six months down the line, I go, wow, this has changed for me. Like it's those small pockets, which actually I think is the beauty of this is that everyone can find those small pockets in their day, even if it's two minutes a day. And actually while we chase the breakthrough, we chase the excitement of the like, oh my God, I feel like my life's changed. And whilst that's amazing, you know, we have loads of moments like that in coaching sessions. Um, I had one in a group program I did last week. We had a group se- group session on a Monday. Tuesday, we had a one-to-one and Tuesday afternoon, she quit her job. She was like, this is not, you know, so those big moments where you go, ah, no, my life is changing. This is it, are amazing. But actually, what's equally as important, I think, is those tiny moments that are the, are the habits you're going to create for the rest of your life. It's those mindset long term changes that you make. And that's that's the exciting thing is that's all stuff you can be doing every single day, you know, by yourself. And that's that's the beauty of it. It's those little moments, those little commitments you make to yourself that actually have massive long term consequences and are what going to set you up for this journey to continue to grow, to continue to change and to continue to develop who you are and how you feel about yourself. Yes, absolutely. And I think you hit the nail on the head that like, as a society, we just, we want to see it now. We want that transformation. Yeah. 
right now, but we have to be okay with sitting and knowing that those little tiny pockets of each day that you were talking about is Mm -hmm. what is going to get you there. And I just had a mindset coach tell me earlier this week, actually, he was like, you have to go into some things, not knowing what the end result is going to look like. You just have to trust that when you're putting that one foot in front of the other and taking that little bit of intentional time in your day, every day, that is going to lead to something big. It's going to lead to that breakthrough and it's going to be amazing when you get there. But you have to have to be okay with that unknown of what it might look like or how it's going to, you know, like manifest itself as you move forward. And I thought that was really quite profound and powerful. And I was like, yes, I wish more people could hear that. (laughs) I I think 100 percent. I totally agree. And as someone that has struggled with anxiety for years, that fear of the unknown or being uncomfortable with not knowing is huge. And actually, you're totally right. Sometimes we're, we're always looking for it. If you do this, this will happen. If you do this, this is your result. This is how much, you know, even if you look at like a business coach and you can go, right, this is how much money we're going to get, but how much money am I going to make? Or how much of this am I going to do? I can't sit and tell you, this is how you will feel about yourself. Self-love doesn't work like that. It's not, a, if you do this, you will never have another problem (laughs) it's not about that it's about taking that leap isn't it that leap of faith and when you let go of that that's when the magic happens that's the beauty of it is that's the hardest bit is you're like I want this result but you can't chase the results you cannot chase the when I do this this is gonna this is gonna happen it's I'll be happy when no you have to be happy now and by to be happy now it's making peace with not knowing what's going to happen with not needing to know the results and just being okay in that moment with who you are what you want and yes it's great to strive for and look for goals and all of those things but the happiness is not in the chase the happiness is in the being and the now and all of those things I think that leap of faith that you take initially is the hardest part for people to go but but will this work for me how would I but what about this and it's like you have to not think about all of that you just have to do it go for it feel it and it's one of those things that you never look back on you just you go oh my god I did this never look back and I can't believe I lived my life differently before I can't believe I felt that way but it's not it's not a when you do this x will happen it's not about that it's about finding and being happy in the now without needing that chase needing that result needing that reassurance and being able to provide that and be comfortable with who you are but I totally agree and I think it's those moments isn't it you know when you listen to something where someone says something to you and it's like a light bulb moment you go oh that makes so much sense it's those little things that stick with you like one one thing I got told um I heard a quote somebody said your body is an instrument not an ornament and it's one of those things that it's a, such a small little snippet somebody said it and now I I probably reassure myself of that daily it's something that I say all the time and just like that mindset coach said to you that's something you'll think about all the time now and it's those little nuggets whether maybe if someone will get one from a conversation like this something they read in a book or even something stupid like a quote on Instagram but just something that hits you and it makes that shift within you and you go yeah I'm ready actually this makes sense this feels right to me and that's the thing is as humans especially again someone that suffers from anxiety I want the logical this step this step actually it's those moments where you go oh that feels right that's the beautiful thing and that's the life changer it's not the bit where you can go read the textbook do this do the work 
it's yeah. the moment where someone says something and you go oh, that feels right that makes sense to me like on a deep level not just a logical kind of in a, a logical way it just goes ah that hits me and hopefully that that's what you're looking for in life is those little nuggets they're the life changers Yes, no, I completely agree. And, and as coaches, we try to come up with frameworks that allow your brain to see like step by step, okay, we are going to follow like a protocol, or there are certain things that we can do. But there is no like one fit, you know, like one size fits all program or route or step-by-step process. If there was, everyone would be rich. Everyone would be happy and the world would just be the most glorious place ever, but that's just not how it works. It depends on your past experiences, where you're currently at the mindset that you have, the limiting beliefs, all of those things Mm -hmm. tie into it. So as many tools as we can provide in an orderly systemized fashion, because that's how a lot of the women we work with brains work as well. Like we try really hard (laughs) to make it make sense like that, but sometimes it is just messy. (laughs) I I agree. And it's, it's, that's, you're right. This is the thing I I say this all the time, you know, and I say this a lot to new clients, 90% of this is my toolbox is me giving you the tools and going, this is how we do it. This is how we do with your limiting beliefs. This is how we do this work. This is how we work on inner child. This is all the stuff we do. Here's the tools that work for me. This is what you can be doing. But the other 10% is the leap of faith you take. It's that tiny bit of hope within you that goes, actually, I want more. Actually, this can be different for me. And it doesn't matter how big it is. It only needs to be the tiniest sliver. But it's that. And it's those moments that when you have a conversation with someone and you hear something, you go, okay, this makes sense. I feel that. I can give you all the tools and I will we guide like you said coaches we guide you through it we we use our experience to save you the time and the hassle to go through what we took years to work out how to do and we'll give you the toolbox and that's great but actually if I give you all the tools and you don't do anything nothing's going to change I can't do it for you the the difference is when you have that 10% where you go okay this is me I'm making this decision even like the power in making that decision whether it's to get a coach whether it's just to improve your environment whether it's I'm going to meditate every day it's that feeling you get from you making that decision and reclaiming your life reclaiming the direction and making that mindset switch switch even the tiniest way that little bit of hope I think that's that's the like that's the part that you can't teach. That's the part when somebody comes to you and they're ready and they go, yeah, no, I'm ready for this now. You have to make that decision. You have to make a decision to change your life. And I say this a lot and people don't like this and it's controversial, but happiness is a choice. Yeah. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying, you know, things happen. People have different experiences. None of that is your fault, your responsibility. You're not supposed to be happy all the time. Feel all those feelings. It's really important to feel the negative stuff. But actually, the way that you think, the way that you want to live, the choices that you make, you have to go, right, okay, what's going to serve me best? What choice do I make here? Even if it's I'm going to feel the tiniest, smallest bit differently, I'm going to look at this maybe from a slightly different perspective, or I'm going to choose to let this ruin the first half of my day, but not the second half of my day. Or yes, I'm sat in the car and this road rage has really annoyed me but okay, now I make the decision, do I let this affect the rest of my day? Do I let this make me snappy with my kids when I get home because I've had a bad day? 
do I how do I let this affect me and there's things in life we can't control awful things happen we've everyone has terrible experiences and all of that has space to be felt to be seen and it deserves to be seen and felt and it's such an important part is to feel all of those things but I do believe when it comes to mindset when it comes to self-love when it comes to confidence all of those things the tiniest part but probably the most important part is you going I, I choose differently now I want more than this I deserve more than this and even if you don't really believe it there just has to be that inkling that tiny bit of faith of like it, it just could what if it could happen and I always say like what's the worst that can happen if you try and love yourself <laughs> what's the worst right. that's gonna happen if, if you believe you're the baddest bitch in the world right now what's gonna happen like you may as well try and when you sit and think about it, you go what what is the worst thing that can happen but if you say what's the worst thing that can happen if I continue how I am and I continue to feel this way about myself there's a lot of you know difficult situations that can arise but if you know what's the worst thing that can happen if I just believe that maybe I can feel a little bit better there is no downside of that and it yeah. has to be worth a shot but once you give it that shot and you make that difference you make that decision you go no I'm gonna try that's when it that's the like turning point no I love love everything that you are saying about that, because it is so important for people to hear all, all of that. I mean, yes, you do need to feel the feelings, but it is, it is your choice. And, and what I've found is that people I'm not ready, or I, you know, they have these limiting beliefs in, in their mind already. And I I'm like way behind the ball on this book. I think it came out in like 2014, but um, the year of yes by Shonda Rhimes. I don't know if you have read that no, one. I haven't. I haven't. Um, I, I'm a true believer that books come to you when you're most able to like internalize yeah. it. And so I think there's a reason why I'm reading it now, but she goes on this year of yes. And I originally had some thoughts about that and was like, oh, okay. <laughs> But the way she breaks it down and the things she was saying yes to were very different than what I thought. But what she realized was she had um, weight issues. She had, you know, her, the way she loved herself issues. She just had a lot of things that surrounded that, that all kind of were like, you know, intertwined together that created this thing inside her that was not allowing her to enjoy life to its fullest, the way she really wanted to, or used to. And she woke up one day and she was like, you want to know what I'm saying yes to every day? I'm saying yes to not loving myself. I'm saying yes to being fat. I'm saying yes to being stuck the way I am because I am not saying yes to changing it. And so she woke up that day. She had this epiphany and she was like, I am going to say yes to changing this right now. She lost a ton of weight. She became happier, more fulfilled. Like it was this entire journey that she went on just because she realized the things that she was saying yes to already were what was keeping her stuck. And I, that just came to my mind as you were talking about that. Like, it's just that little tiny, like you wake up that day and you just have this thought and yeah, you could just go, yeah, that was a good thought. And then like roll over and go back to sleep for the day, you know, like we'll, we'll get to that at another time, or you can choose to do something about it. And like you said, what hurt is going to come from loving yourself? What, nice. what could possibly 
go wrong with that exactly if you can if you can imagine how it would feel to fully accept and even like yourself or even just fully accept yourself because this is the thing like I I also think um uh, there's a lot of toxic positivity and like I said with those those overnight miracles which don't actually happen and I think some of the most powerful thing you can do when it comes to making that decision is you know you you might read something and go okay you don't love yourself you should start saying affirmations in a mirror like I love myself I'm amazing blah blah and like for me I just think it's bs I think it, it doesn't work because if you don't believe it it's, it's not gonna it's not gonna ingrain into your psyche you're not gonna make those long-term changes it might make you feel better instantly but you also might stand there going I'm amazing and just feel like this has I have no this doesn't feel right to me yes. but so I always say like if you're in a rut and you're stuck and you're thinking this is really difficult I don't know how I feel about myself I feel lost or I want to feel better but I don't think it's possible start using an affirmation like it is possible for me to feel better so that you're not putting that pressure on yourself to feel better now the choice you're making is that it's it's possible you're choosing to believe it's possible rather than going right I'm going to love myself now and overnight I'm going to change everything and it's going to be great and then having a burnout having something bad happen and it, and it all sort of going back to square one because you didn't believe it in the first place and it didn't really make any sense to you. So to be able to, it, it's all about that little bit of hope. That's the most important thing. So if you're in a difficult spot, you don't feel like you love yourself, you don't feel like you accept yourself, you feel uncomfortable with who you are. If you can go, it's possible for me to feel better. Like yes. the relief in saying that and just having that little bit of belief. And if you keep saying that every day, it's possible for me to feel better possible for me to accept myself it's possible for me to not hate myself even that like in itself that doesn't sound like a particularly positive statement but it's a lot better than I hate myself and that's there's nothing I can do about it so having that little bit of belief of it's possible for me to feel differently that's what I think pulls you out of those difficult stages so that once you're in a good stage then you can start doing the more positive and push yourself out of your comfort zone kind of work but that's the decision you can make in those bad moments is just to believe it's possible that's all I'm asking from you you know and that that's enough that's a big choice to make in that moment you can either sit I stay here nothing happens nothing's ever going to get better or I can slightly believe something might improve for me but that's the biggest thing you can do in those moments where life is difficult and you don't feel great about yourself and you set yourself up to succeed so that when you're in a good place a better place you can start doing the deeper work you can start doing the harder things, the things that push you out of your comfort zone that are going to make bigger changes. But you're still making a choice in that in that scenario, even when it's the hardest, most difficult, most overwhelming scenario. You're going, I choose to believe that it gets better. I choose yes. to believe that I can feel better. And there's a lot of power in that choice. Yes, I completely agree with that. And and it's a lot less pressure on yourself yeah. to, than to say an affirmation that you don't truly believe in. And if you are truly at a place where like self-love is not a part of your day at all, you, you can't expect yourself to go from ground zero to the top floor in, in 30 seconds, just because you said one positive statement. And what I find is if I am 
saying an affirmation that I just totally do not believe in. A lot of people will tell you to fake it until you make it, you know, it'll eventually click in your mind, but when you're saying it and then your brain is uttering those like <laughs> counterproductive anti-affirmations afterwards, that <laughs> that's almost more detrimental than, yeah. you know, saying the affirmation in the first place or not saying it in the first place, I guess. And um, one thing that I found that just really helps me when those thoughts do come up, like if someone gives me a compliment and in my head, I'm thinking it was luck or it was whatever, you know, those like things that you, because it would be selfish to accept a, accept a compliment and not just say thank you and move on. <laughs> but you know, in your head, if you tell your brain, like, nope, we don't think about that anymore. We don't think those things anymore. Like your brain really will learn to not put those at the forefront of, of your mind. And so if you're telling yourself every day, like it is possible for this to happen, your brain will go, okay. And then it'll start picking up on those little details of where it has been possible throughout the day. And then the next day you say it, it is possible for me to, to love myself. And then the next day it'll see three more things. And then all of a sudden your brain is going, it is possible. This is possible. And then it changes to look at, I do love myself. Like you said, it does not happen overnight and it, it may take a week. It may take a month. It may take years. I mean, honestly, just depending on where you are, when you start it. I a hundred percent agree. And I think it's, and there's always going to be setbacks. You know, I talk about this a lot on my social media. I try and be as transparent as possible because I think it's important. I did this the day before yesterday to say I'm having a bad body image day today. Like it's just because I have all the tools and I know what to do doesn't mean I don't experience it. The difference is I want to do it, but I don't because I'm in that, I have that self-awareness and I go, right now, okay, what tools do I need to use? And the difference is, for example, when it comes to body acceptance on a day where I want to feel bad about my body, whereas in the past I might have um, restricted my food or I might have punished my body in some sort of way. I might have said nasty things. I might have cried. I might have not gone to something because I didn't like how I looked. Um, Now, the difference is even when I am having a bad body image day, I can still respect my body. So on the good days, I might like it, accept it and love it. But actually on the bad days, all that's important to me is respecting it and that I don't get into those old patterns of behavior. But I think it's really good to be transparent about where you're at, especially as a coach to say, actually, there's always going to be times you like, there's going to be peaks and troughs. You're always going to come forwards and backwards. But I think the more work you do each time when you fall backwards, it's like it's not quite as far or it doesn't take you quite as long to move forwards again because you're making the long-term changes. So even when you have those short-term setbacks, you're still making, it's it's not as big a fall backwards and it doesn't take as long to move forwards. But I think back to affirmations as well, I think it's really important how you talk to yourself makes sense for you. There's a real habit and a tendency because I think affirmations are great. I think they have to be really personal to you. Yes. So it's a real habit of we're going, right, I'm going to Google self-love affirmations and I'm going to sit and say and you think it doesn't mean anything even so for example I I resonate a lot with this bad bitch phrase I find it invigorating I love it some people hate that some people don't get that at all they don't it doesn't feel right to them so every morning I always say I deliberately when I moved into this new house my son has the master bedroom he has the biggest one because I deliberately wanted this 
this bedroom because there are four the whole wall is mirrored wardrobes fitted wardrobes and there's a part of me that wanted to be like don't have that because you then you're gonna have to look in the mirror all the time you're in there but that's exactly why I've done it so I get up I sit up in bed every morning and the first thing I see is myself in the mirror and I go Rosie you're a bad bitch and that resonates with me that's what gets me going in the morning but if I say to you Marissa every morning when you get up say Marissa you're a bad bitch if you don't like the phrase bad bitch and that's not how you talk it's not going to make any difference to you and it's the same with any affirmation if I'm going I'm good enough that's a great affirmation but does it feel exciting to you like it, it, if it if it does great if or some, there's going to be different things for different people and I think how you talk to yourself you've been so used to negatively talking to yourself in the style that you talk to yourself that you want to try and counteract that with something that feels very real feels like it would actually be you talking and isn't just a textbook or a google search that says all these affirmations telling you what to say it isn't me saying talk like this because I talk like this you want the more you can trick your brain into thinking this is you talking the better so pick phrases that a are specific to the problems you suffer with you know if if you're single and you suffer with this idea of that you're a half or you're not good enough um because you're not part of a, a you know a relationship then choose something like I am whole I am I am a whole person it's going to be a lot more powerful possibly than I am good enough because you'll think your brain is thinking about the half so if you can start counteracting that with the whole that's specific to you and that makes more sense pick you know pick specific things to what you're thinking about and your limiting beliefs but also say it in the way you talk to yourself don't try and say it in the way that Mel Robbins talks to herself or the way that I talk to myself because we all have a specific style and I think the closer you can get it to, to what feels good to you is such a huge part of it the words are powerful whatever you say but if you say them in a way that really resonates with you I think they just go like tenfold so bad bitch works for me but I have clients that it doesn't work you know there's they're not that that doesn't make sense to them they don't like that they don't talk like that it's not what resonates but then they they say something they go right yeah this is how I feel these are the words that feel good to me so try it's this temptation to go right I've googled a list of affirmations that means I've done the work now and I and I'll, I'll I feel good because I've done that but actually the better work to do would maybe have been sat to sit down for 10 minutes and think about two affirmations and it's only been able to come up with two affirmations rather than a whole list of 20 but ones that are actually specific to you and feel good to you and self-love is a lot of it is about thinking and the doing work and the logic but a lot of it is about feeling and feeling into what feels right for you and, and the problem is we don't do this because at the end of the day we don't know ourselves so it's really hard to feel into who you are if you don't know who you are and I felt lost for a long time. And I think there's a lot of women that feel lost. Whether you lose yourself because uh, you get into different, you put different hats on and your mom and your friend and your partner and your colleague and your, all those different things, or whether you feel like you never knew yourself in the first place. Because I think there's a lot of that as well. I think people generally come from one of those two places, but I think all of us know that lost feeling wherever it comes from. And so getting to know who you are makes the whole is half of the whole deal with self-love but it's then what makes these things easier because then it's easier for you to feel into things because you actually know who you are you know if I sat there and I do this in some of my coaching the group coaching and I go who are you 
if I strip back everything, you know, not I'm a coach because that's not who I am. That's what I do. Or I'm a mum. What's a fact? It's not who I am. If I were to strip away everything to leave your soul, just your soul there, who are you? Most people can't answer that question. And that's mad because you're living with yourself. But so many of us don't know who that is. We get a lot of comfort from the job descriptions we have in life, the job description of being a mom. It's very straightforward. This is this is what a mum does. This is how I behave. This is what I do. My job description at work, well, this is how I work. This is what I say. This is how I talk. This is how I act as a partner, right? This is what a good partner does. But when I actually ask someone to sit down and go, but who are you? What's your job description for who you are and what you want to be and how you want to act? People don't know because there's no written, there's no textbook way of doing that. You have to work that out for yourself. But if you can do that, it's one of the best things I think you'll do. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. Gosh, like just listening to you talk is just amazing because I was exactly all the things you're saying. It's like, you're describing me five years ago. Like I had no idea who I was. I never did like ever. And so I think that this is just so powerful for women to hear that they are not alone. And that this is a a common thing among not just women, but people in general and how powerful it is to understand that and know that it doesn't have to be that way. Because a lot of times, at least for me in my experience, I would see people who were at the stages that like you or I are at when I was just starting out. And I'd be like, there's no way they have to be faking it. Like there's no way that, you know, doing self-love and taking care of my anxiety is going to make me not snap at my kids. Like they're not related. (laughs) And now I just laugh because we all know that that's a big lie. it's funny that you know it feeds into everything I don't think we realize that whether we funny enough I was talking about this today and I wouldn't do this job if I hadn't found my self-worth partly because what I talk about is self-love and self-worth but mainly because I would have never believed it was possible for me yes so it it doesn't you can pick any area in your life and I can tell you a way that self-love affects it the way you feel about yourself affects it it affects your relationships, your friendships, how you parent, how you show up at work, the kind of job you do, your money mindset. It affects, it leaks into every single area. It is unavoidable because you are the common denominator in all those situations. So how you feel about yourself has to be the most important thing. It has to be. You're yeah. the person that's in all of those different things. And we look at external and we think, right, if I change my job, then I'll be happy. And it's like, no, no, it's not if you change your job you'll be happy is is this job right for me does this job feel aligned for me am I do I deserve this or do I deserve more does this feel right to me but also understanding that then when you get a job that does feel right that's not what's going to make you happy it's going to contribute and it's going to add value to your life because you're starting to make decisions that are aligned with having a higher sense of self-worth but the biggest work you always have to remain doing is, is working on yourself you can't then rely on that job to make you happy because then you're missing the point then you're back to square one when you started before and it might have felt aligned to begin with and it felt good to begin with but if you start placing your happiness on an external thing again eventually it won't work out it's the same with relationships if you go into a relationship thinking 
right, I have this need, this is what I'm going to get from this relationship. You're never going to experience that relationship to the best extent because you're getting something from it. You have to go, how do I give that to myself? Any need that you have. And it's not just that we need relationships with all sorts of people in our life. But the point is we need them to add value and for us to add value to them, not for us for them to validate us or for us to depend on them. You have to fill all of your own voids. You have to fill all of your own needs so that when you go into a relationship, a job, parenting, you're not seeking anything from it. You're comfortable in the fact that you provide everything for yourself. Your validation comes from you. Your emotional needs come from you. Anything else in your life should add value and should be extra. And you thinking, right, what can I give to this? What can I, if you're seeking something because you need it, it's, you're always chasing that need. And then you depend on something. That's when you put up with bad behavior because you think, but I need this from this relationship because I can't give that to myself. But the truth is there's nothing you can't give to yourself. You know, and we're social people. Humans are designed to be in relationships and have loads of people around us. But we don't, we're not designed to depend on those people. That, that's the difference. Enjoy those things, embrace them, but never ever look to external stuff to make you feel good internally because it's just not going to happen. And, and it sounds silly, but it comes back to a lot of us are seeking control, but the thing is we're actually trying to control the wrong things because we could try to control our partner. It's like when someone says, you know, well, I've been cheated on. What if this person cheats on me again? It's like, well, you can't worry about whether this person cheats on you. You can worry about whether you'll be okay if they do. And that's all you can control is how you yes. feel about yourself. So that if that situation happens, you know you'll be okay. You can't, con- we're trying to control all of these external things, our jobs, our finances, our partners, our friends, our children, because it makes us feel a certain way if we feel like we're in control of that. And we're missing the whole point is if you can be in control of you and how you feel about yourself, the rest all just falls into place because you're, you, you can actually do that. You can control how you feel about yourself, you know, and, and again, this isn't to say you're never going to have bad feelings because that always comes up. We all get insecure. We all get sad. We all get all different, a whole range of emotions. It's a beautiful part of being human. But you get to control whether you make the changes and you make the effort and commit to yourself. Think how much you give to relationships with other people in your life. And imagine if you gave the same commitment to yourself. Yeah. It's mad that we don't because we're the again we're the common denominator there so stop seeking to control other things stop looking for external stuff to validate you and instead just focus on validating yourself fulfilling your own needs and you find that not only does everything in your your life start to up level because you start putting up with less rubbish or you start actually understanding what you want because you get clarity but also you start showing up as a better version of you so you start being a better partner a better friend a better parent all of those things because you're okay, you don't need that for validation. You're thinking, what can I give to this rather than what can I get from this? And there's a big change in that energy. It's a big difference in how you show up. Yes, it's like that, um, like abundance versus scarcity kind of mindset yeah. going on, you know, like yeah. you cannot rely on somebody else to to give you your your own happiness because they can rip that away at any point. And then, yeah. then you're the one that's left broken and, and starting over again. Whereas if you can take that responsibility for yourself and, and become whole just as you, then you can be an asset 
to every other area of life, all of those roles that people identify with, you know, being the mom, being the, the partner or the employee or the CEO or whatever you are, like those, you can be an asset to those instead of the other way around and needing them to validate you and, and give you your self-worth. And I think that that's really important for people to, to understand what, tips do you have or like what where would you suggest someone starts with that you know if they are if all of this is resonating with them what are some like I like to call them quick wins because like we talked about earlier people do like the quick win they (laughs) may not see the full benefit of it right away but if they were going to start somewhere where would you suggest that they start so I would suggest Um, there's a couple of things you could be doing, which I think are very short, small, tiny pockets you can fit into every day, but that are actually going to make a difference to you. Um, The first one is continue to do things like this by listening to things, reading things. Um, I live by the rule of reading 10 pages a day because it, it feels achievable. But actually, I might read one thing in that day that changes everything. And I'm putting myself in the best scenario because I'm, again, the kind of person that will go sit and read a whole book in one go and then not read for a month. Like it's that I I can do that. So I have to set that boundary of myself. So keep searching, keep seeking, be curious, keep listening to things, keep reading things, keep you know filling your Instagram with different people that, you know, or different hashtags like self-love, confidence, mindset, motivation different things like that watch a two-minute video listen to something but again for fitting into your day do it on your commute to work do it while you get ready in the morning like find ways to tie it in where you're already doing something else because then you don't a you don't have an excuse not to do it because you're like well I'm doing something anyway it's just in the background but also you just it's slotting into that day that's going to be so so easy for you so just keep learning keep being curious keep thinking about you know different perspectives different books different people different if there's someone you find interesting you know some people again you resonate so some people like I feel like I've talked about her a million times but Mel Robbins but some people don't like Mel Robbins because that's not her job is to be liked by everybody but if you find someone you do like and you think yeah then binge on their content right every day for this week I'm going to watch a little bit of you know Wayne Dyer's video so I'm going to start the video on a Monday and I'm going to watch five minutes every day that's better than what you were doing. So don't look at these small things as, well, if it's, not, if it's so small, it's not worth doing. You know, but look at it, those, those five minutes over a week add up to a lot. Those 10 pages a day over a week add up to a lot. And actually, it's a much more sustainable way of doing things because yes. you may not have a lot of time. You're a busy working mom. You know, you're a busy mom that stays at home. Life as a mom, full stop is busy regardless of what you're doing you know if you're um a young businesswoman who has a nine to five job that is but is currently working overtime okay right so on my train journey home can I slot two minutes in can I slot 10 pages in it's finding those nuggets it's going to be so much more sustainable and again that's where you're going to see the long-term change if you keep doing those small things um another one I would say is actually sit down and have the conversation with yourself who am I answer that question and be prepared for possibly having tears if you sit there and you go I don't know who I am I can't write anything down it's a big moment of realization if you go I don't know who I am 
you know and your your first instinct might be I am and you might write your job but no that's not who you are that's what you do like so actually sit down and go who am I and and funny enough I had this conversation we I do a lot of values work we do a lot of working out your values and a client said to me like how do I know what my values are and how do I know what my values what I want my values to be and I was like well whatever you want your values to be are what your values are you're just not currently acting on them because if that's what resonates with you and that's what makes sense that's what's important to you that's what they actually are you just haven't been in the capacity to actually act on those or to make those work or haven't been in a state of high enough self-worth to believe that those are possible for you so that in itself is a revelation because you can actually all these things that I want that's that's actually who I am so even if I'm not physically showing up in that way at the moment I, I'm not this confident person but I know that confidence is important to me well then that's who you are it's just unpicking all the stuff that's been putting on you and it's getting back there all of those things it's not even about creating confidence it's about finding it when you were a baby that was there you your self-worth you just being you in your unapologetic perfect way is right there you've just had life put all these different things on you to get there to get you to where you are now so it's about unpicking all of that so just start asking yourself questions who am I what's important to me what do I want what do I believe about myself do two minutes of journaling a day pick one question a day and write write about it you know do it on your if you don't like writing or doing journals do a voice note sit on a voice recording on your phone and go it's this I what are my values I think this is important to me or sit and do it on your phone notes you know if you're thinking right I've got five minutes on my lunch break I'm going to sit and I'm going to work it out don't make excuses and it doesn't matter there's no perfect way you know just because you see somebody online going I journal in my posh little notebook and I do it with my fancy pen and it's all perfect and again I fall into that category I love things to be done properly whatever in inverted commas properly whatever that is don't fall into that trap of thinking it has to be perfect or there's a certain way of doing it find a way that works for you it doesn't matter how you do it just do it if it's a little snippet here and there, get rid yourself of that mindset that you've got to do everything perfectly or not at all because you're actually getting in your own way. Good enough is good enough. Doing it is good enough. Actually taking action is good enough. So start asking yourself questions. Start finding out who you are. And it doesn't matter in what capacity you do it, just start thinking about it because that's going to start giving you clarity and you're going to start making decisions differently if you understand more about yourself. Um, and one other thing I would say is if you can start doing this every day, you'll see a big difference is mirror work. I talk about mirror work all the time. It's, it was something that is hugely transformational. I've already talked about it, you know, sitting up in the morning and going, Rosie, you're a bad bitch. But there are many different ways to do it. It takes two minutes. At its very basic level, stand in front of the mirror and look yourself in the eye. Don't say anything. Just look yourself in the eye. and if you're someone like me that likes the science of things, you know, this, if you think about you're on a first date and you're sat there, you gaze in someone's eyes, even on a Zoom call in a meeting, you talk to somebody, you're not there, but you look in somebody's eyes. We make eye contact because it is intimate. It's about bonding. It creates connection and trust and all those different things. But we don't get to look ourselves in the eye because physically we, we can't without a mirror. To start doing it with a mirror and that connection that bonding looking yourself in the eye is hugely powerful because you're creating intimacy 
you're creating a relationship with yourself so in a very basic form stand in front of the mirror and just look yourself in the eye for two minutes you'll feel really awkward you'll go oh this is uncomfortable this feels weird but do it and it will start becoming more comfortable then build it up so start saying something nice to yourself in the mirror start saying I love you and that feels crazy to stand there and go I love you Rosie and then you go I love you Rosie because and then you you start being able to list reasons why you love yourself and don't you wrong, the when I used to do this before I used to do it in the bathroom mirror and I used to whisper <laughs> so that nobody would hear me because I felt really embarrassed going I love you Rosie because you're a good mom like it was all of those things but then I got over it and now I'm at a point where I'm like Rosie you're a bad bitch in the mirror and I'll say it every time I go past myself in the mirror but again it creates intimacy but it also reframes how you how you think about a mirror and what a mirror means to you we so heavily associate mirrors with negativity saying something nasty picking a hole in what we're wearing looking at what we're looking like saying oh something horrible about ourselves but if you can start doing it, so you set your intention that your mirror now becomes a place where you look yourself in the eye and you say something nice to yourself, you'll find in time, every mirror you go past, you can't help but say something nice. And that's massive. You know, I had a client, she, we started working together. She didn't have mirrors in her house. She didn't have a full length mirror in her house because she couldn't bear to do it. And she went out to buy them about halfway through coaching. And now she can't go past the mirror without saying something nice to herself. You know, when she catches herself as a reflection in a, in a shop window, she says something nice to herself. That's a huge change. It's a small 30 second, if that interaction, but it's again, one of those things that creates a long-term difference because all those 30 seconds, all the times you look in a mirror or a window or, or any of that adds up hugely over your life. So if you can change the, the narrative and treat it as a positive or even just a neutral thing, so that when I look in a mirror, I say, I'm okay, you're okay like that has a lot of power and it's removing that negative so it changes that changes that narrative changes the relationship that you have with it so that'd be my three things start or continue to listen look learn read be curious start finding out more start broadening what you're listening to what you're reading who you're who you're listening to and and think about even the people you surround yourself with in life what are they saying what are they doing what kind of people do you want to be around and, and listening to and things do you want to be talking about Start asking questions about who you are, finding out who you are, getting clarity on who you are and what you want and start mirror work because you want to create that intimacy, that bond and also that long-term change in the narrative that you have when it comes to mirrors and looking at yourself. I love those tips. They're so actionable, but they are going to lead to just powerful change for anyone who is willing to say yes to it today, which I absolutely love. I am just so, so glad that we got to have this conversation today. I <laughs> tell already, and we ha I haven't even released it yet, that it is going to be <laughs> life-changing for people. And so where can our listeners come and, and find you and learn more from you. So I am a big lover of Instagram. <laughs> so if you head to self-love coaching with Rosie, that's my Instagram handle. You'll see I am a big lover of reels. I love a funny reel. <laughs> um, that's my jam. Um, but I, I try and I post quite a lot and I have a lot of different series you can catch up on, different videos, um, lots of tips. 
and you can also check out my website and a couple of freebies that I have from there too um, but Instagram is definitely the best place to reach me Oh, thank you again so much. I will list all of your information in the show notes so that they can come and find you and thank you and have you be a part of their journey. I'm so excited. So thank you again for being here today and to everyone who's listening and tuning in. We appreciate you so much that you are allowing us to be a part of your day. So we will be here. Well, I will be here. Rosie, unfortunately, will not be back next week as much as I would probably love to have her on every week, (laughs) but I will be here cheering you on. That's it for this week's episode of Self-Care with Marissa Rader. Thank you for joining me. And listen, if you enjoyed it and think your BFF or any other woman you know might benefit from it, send them a link. Share this episode or screenshot it and share it on Instagram and tag me at marissa.rader. And hey, if you haven't already, come hang out with me on the gram where I share all things building a life you truly love in order to help you be the best version of yourself. Until next week, I will be here cheering you on.